Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Hello, welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Ricky. And this is Jerry. You are listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, and Los Angeles, California. And this is episode 951. Did I finish it right? I haven't done this in so long. I can't remember. I think you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so weird. Um, so we are missing a person. Um, Adam was supposed to be here today and he's not. We're not for sure what's going on, but uh, we messaged him and he just said he couldn't join us today. We don't have, we don't know why yet. So um, anyway, Jerry. Yes. Girl. This week. What has a been week. the scariest and the best week ever. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. I was in the middle of a standardized patient thing. I was like uh-huh. timing and all of my like educators like had the news on. We were like, oh my God, did you just see this? And then they were like five minutes. And then they're like five minutes left. It was crazy. Like we were all like trying to do our job and pay attention to what was going on in the world. It, if y'all don't know, if you're new to this world today, a bunch of white crazy people tried to take over our capital, and they were pretty successful. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they got further than any other person of color would ever get to the White House. That's crazy. I read this. I wish I would have saved the Twitter feed. It was um, from this woman whose father was a Capitol policeman for like 20 plus years, mm-hmm. and basically what the feed said was he was so livid about what happened because he was like, you don't understand all the protocols, all the safety, all the, all, all the things that are set up to prevent this sort of thing that he was some, something like Louis Farrakhan came by himself around the Capitol and they were put on like high alert. He was mm-hmm. like, he didn't have anybody. He was by himself. And, you know, and her dad had cited all these examples of like, you know, what's when somebody of color like was around and like everybody on high alert. But at the same time, also, they started getting rid of people that had any kind of ties to the KKK once they hit like a certain part because they didn't want anything to be perceived. It was a really fascinating thing. But Mm -hmm. to encompass everything, the the man was furious. He was like, this should not have happened. There were so many things put in place to prevent something like this. But also, if you think about it, everyone there in succession to the presidency was in that building. Like, it should have been automatic that they had the security there, even without the crowds. There should have been some kind of security there. Because, I mean, like, the six people that are in succession to the president were all in that building. It right. was crazy. And he wouldn't call in the National Guard. Like mm-hmm. Mike Pence had Pence to do had it from a bunker, from a bunker oh or hidden wherever he was. He had to call in because <laughs> Trump refused to. And then when Marilyn was like, we're bringing him, Trump was like, stand down. You're not, <laughs> you're not coming. It, it I, blows my mind. I, I like, Every day, it's like, 
how can this dumpster fire get any more ravaging? I mean, 10 days left, 10 days left. The best part is, is that the dumpster fire is being put out every damn day. And I'm loving it because just taking him off Twitter, I knew, I know that fucking like just, he can't take it. There was a tweet last night that said that uh, a house staffer that was like a source for, I think it was Huffington Post, said that I've never seen President Trump this sad. (laughs) Sad. He was sad that he couldn't be on Twitter. But he's uh, like every social media. Pinterest banned Trump. Pinterest. And I was reading some some other... Before TikTok. he could ban he, them. He tried to ban TikTok and then they ended up banning him first. That's the best. <laughs> what were you going to say? What, um, what I was saying is there's some national or I don't know if it's like world or whatever um, golf golfing companies that are like mm-hmm. stripping any of his golf courses from being on like any tours. Oh, the PGA. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Well, he was going to, he, every he day. chartered a private plane to fly to Scotland the 19th. So he wouldn't even be in the States. And Scotland was like, no, we're shut down. We're shut down all the way through January because coronavirus. And they were mm-hmm. like, he can still do it. And they were like, I think the prime minister of Scotland knows the law a lot more than you do. Because they're like, they may let, let him land and refuel. He but ain't getting he's off that got, plane. He's not getting off that plane. Mm-mm. because they're going to extradite his ass. But I was just like, and then what's even h- more hilarious is he did it on the slide. Like they chartered, uh, you know, a plane that like, you know, on the, sl- uh, on the down low. So it wasn't even he like it was Air like, Force no One. No one else. <gasps> no. Like the only reason it even came live is because they had to, um, ooh, my ears itching. Um, they had to tell the FFA, FAA, and, you know, so it can be charted and, you know, all, you know, everything, all, all the protocols of a, like a flight leaving. And that's the only way they found out. And then he was like, he was trying to leave, trying to escape. They got to get their passports because they're going to, they're going to try to flee the country. Oh, I'm sure. I, I think the whole family, I'm loving every single bit of it because there is no country in this world that will take them except for probably North Korea and Russia. And fine, they can go there if they want to. I'm sure there's some like Latin American country, like oh know, yeah, probably like Venezuela, Argentina, or somewhere. Cuba, you know, Cuba have might take him or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if Cuba will take him. Yeah. Um, but Ugh. you know, he's and and then just asking these questions about pardons and stuff, and it's like, well, wait, I thought you didn't do anything. Yeah, if you didn't do anything, why, why do you are need you pardoning a pardon? Yourself? Why do you, why do your kids need a pardon? I just love that his kids thought they were going to be able to bank off this whole thing after he left. And now like I've been reading articles about how um, Ivanka was trying to get into the political arena and everything. And now that this has all happened, like her world is crumbling because like she, I mean, look what you're associated with. You might have some crazy fucking people that will vote for you, which I mean, 70 million people did vote for him, but that's not who they're, they want that's not their brand they don't right. give a shit about the trash that voted for them they want to be in high society and they already destroyed their new york city socialite 
uh, credibility. The New right. York was like, get out. We don't want you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Florida, do they have a high society, <laughs> you know, Maybe first in class, Miami. I guess, but you know, they've, I, they've burned every bridge possible. Yeah. And it's the best. I mean, I, they've done like a lot of fucked up shit, but it makes me so happy that they're leaving and they're not going to be able to like make money off of any yeah. of this, except for I'm pretty sure they've probably been filming the whole thing. So they'll probably try to make her like a reality series out of it or something, oh, you bet. know? Well, Ivanka was on parlor saying for the Trump news network, she, they're asking for donations. I mean, they're still bilking their followers <laughs> for money. Because to start the truck, and they're idiots. They're idiots. They're giving their, they're taking their social security checks and their welfare and their unemployment and sending it to them. Oh God, we're going to take back our country. (laughs) Oh, you are, Bob. You are. I was, and I was so disgusted on Twitter. These Twitter gays that were lusting after that guy in the horns, like you're (laughs) disgusting. You are gross like what the fuck are you thinking (laughs) my god well after they tried to say he was antifa because they you know that picture got passed around with him that had cropped out the q sign that he had and i mean (laughs) that lasted for two minutes before everybody jumped on it none of those there is no one there that was a part of antifa that was trying to blend in with a trump supporter no nobody and there wasn't any blm people Although I did see this this funny uh, video, this guy on, I think it might have been on TikTok, and it was like, you know, the crowd, and there's this one black guy, and the, the TikToker is like, why? Why is there always one? Brother, <laughs> brother. He's like, you know they're going to blame everything on you. Why? <laughs> right. You're going to take the fall for this. My friend Lorraine sent it to me, too, and uh, I was like, girl if anything in that crowd he's going to be the first one identified oh yeah. <laughs> like i i mean businesses here in chicago they fucked up here because there's some businesses oh, really? that identified that they were there at the rally oh wow. no one said i mean they don't they said they weren't a part of the whole thing at the capitol but um that doesn't matter wrong answer you shouldn't have been there and now they're crying because they're a company and they may lose their business Well, (laughs) you made a choice. And one of those businesses I'm so mad about because it's Tank Noodle, which is one of my favorite restaurants here in Chicago. Oh, I I, saw that that thing. When I lived in off of Argyle, I probably went to that restaurant two or three times a week. Wow. And now I can't go. But I also feel bad. Can you eat noodles anyway? Um. No, but I can eat the I I can eat noodles, but I I tried. I I don't think I'm able to yet because I did try to eat a noodle and I got sick. So oh, okay. um but I can drink the broth, fuck it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let a girl live. Right. Um I mean there's all kinds of options. It was just that was one of my favorite restaurants. Right. And but what's sad is the employees are receiving death threats and it's yeah. not like the employees faults, you know, like people like calm down, you know, it's, it's, it's soup. Like you don't need to like threaten people's lives over it. Yeah. But um, I mean, it took like days for the owner to come out and say, I was there, but I wasn't there. And I was not there during the Capitol. I was there to support the rally. And everybody was like, wrong answer, motherfucker. 
wrong answer. <laughs> because, you know, this is the thing. When you, like, when you're the head of something or you have mm-hmm. a lead of a brand, you're part of that brand. And right. if you do something that's going to piss off 70% off, 70% of your fan base or your whatever, your customers, yeah, they're going to perceive it that they're supporting what you're supporting, even right. if it's not. So, and we have, there's like a whole list of businesses here in Chicago that wow. have been boycotted and ixnayed. And this one lady was like, she's out in the suburbs. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was holding, like, first of all, being like, a condescending cunt. But anyway, she was like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm an American holding an American flag at an American monument supporting America. I didn't know that made me a terrorist. Wow. Really? Because every fucking thing on your body said goddamn Trump on it. You weren't there to support <laughs> him. You. She said she was there to see history. Oh, well. Bitch, the Smithsonian's closed. She's about what to experience history too. <laughs> Oh, she is from her what was good restaurant to not existing bankruptcy. Like Jeez. these people are crazy. I know. But, oh, but anyway, um, what else do we have going on? I don't. I haven't. I haven't been keeping up with pop culture or. Oh, Taylor Swift has a new song. <laughs> God, it's pretty good. Is it? Is it white lady sad music? It's white lady sad music, but it's like, it's white lady sad music, but it's inspiring. Oh, is Is this from the folklore too? It's like the Judds. It's like the Judds. Oh, love can build the bridge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or Reba McIntyre's Does He Love You? (laughs) You know, it's, it's inspiring. That kind of, that kind of. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Not fancy. Not fancy inspiring. No, because that would be amazing. Fancy would be pretty great. Fancy's that's a little anthem. bit uptune. That's that's, an that's a little bit. Yeah, it's an uptune. You really can't make that sad white lady. That's not sad white lady. That's like white lady made it. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of 90s country, you know, KT Oslin died from the Rona. No, I did not yeah. know that. She did. She died about two weeks ago, I think. 90s ladies. Or 90s no. ladies at the name of that song. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, R.I.P. KT. I know. All these kids, though, are like, KT who? Right. Didn't she sing uh, Constant Craving? No, that's Katie Lang. Right. <laughs> Constant Craving. I listened to that album the other day, a little, most of it, and I was like, oh, wow, this is still pretty good. It's not, it's not bad. I, it's on my yeah. um, Rolodex of discs. <laughs> a disc? Is it in the in the Sun Visor disc collection? Yep, it sure is. <laughs> Not an Adam's car because it got stolen. <laughs> oh, oh, God, he's still pissed off about that. <laughs> I wish he was here to talk about it. <laughs> that was, you know, over 10 years ago. Um, longer than 10 right. years ago. Well, yeah, because he's been here for almost 10 years. Because so. I, I think that happened before I met him in 2006. So, well, he's a better one. <laughs> I know. Two thousand? No, not two thousand six. Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. But still, that's a long time. Right. Um. So let's see. Today's Sunday. You told me some news that's happening on Tuesday. 
So Do you want to talk about... I, I can't uh, well, give uh, details, but I can tell you... Although okay. by the time this airs... I don't know. When are you going well, to post this? Well, that's why I was asking you. If you say it today, should I post it for Monday night or... Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay, so... Okay. Um, Tuesday the 12th, fans... Um, and I'll post and I'll post this on um the the Foul Monkeys website and on the Twitter page too, so you mm-hmm. can see it. Um, I am going to be in the audience. I'll say that is all I can say of the Price Is Right, December twelfth, yes. uh, December January twelfth, Tuesday, um, at ten a.m. So and that's ten a.m. I believe on every time. Oh you know, really? Time zone, I think. Maybe it's nine o'clock. No, how does that work if it's all at the same? Not well because it's don't ten o'clock it's... in LA. It's ten o'clock in LA, but it's also ten o'clock on the west on the east coast. So it airs on the east coast before it gets to the west coast. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, because at home, uh, my parents have Direct TV, and so they have an east coast and a west coast. So if you miss the first round, like a you know, if you you wanted to watch Kathy. And uh, it's not even Kathy anymore. Um, it's uh, Kelly and, and Jenna. Kelly and Ryan. Like mm-hmm. if you miss their West Coast mm-hmm. or East Coast, then you can watch it on the East Coast at the regular time or the East Coast time. So whatever uh-huh. that would be, you know. Okay. So I guess right. it'd be 11 o'clock. So anyway, check your local listings. Um, I will apparently, hopefully the president doesn't do something stupid to get it preempted. <laughs> um, but they told us that uh, there is a man that puts every episode of The Price is Right on YouTube, and CBS just lets them. Um, oh, that's cool. Be- because you can watch it live on CBS, and they said they keep the episodes there for about two weeks, um, but they just let the guy put it on YouTube. So as soon as he posts it, then I'll grab the link and put it on for anybody that doesn't have a DVR or just forgets and misses it. Well, yeah, I don't have cable or DVR, so I'm I'm going to need that link. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'll post it on the Foul Monkeys website or Foul Monkeys Facebook page and the Twitter account. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're calling see. from the Bahamas right now. I wonder what you want. <laughs> I am not. I am not calling from the Bahamas. <laughs> We're not allowed in the Bahamas, are we? Um, I don't know. But I filmed I, it, I, I want to say in October. I, I, I think, think I filmed you it in mentioned October. it to us. I think, did you say it on the show or not? I can't remember. Uh, no, I, I think, think I just you, told you guys privately. Yeah. Um, wow. October. That's like, I believe a while so. Ago. Are they always that late in recording or is it just due to, the well, pandemic? you know, they, we, they recorded. F- oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. November 15th is when I record, uh, recorded the show. Okay. Um, they recorded that day, I believe three episodes and, uh, so, but it's a wholly whole different process now. Now mm. it's um, you have to audition for a casting director, and then that is so weird. <laughs> you have to be approved by the casting director, and then the tape is sent to the producer and the director of the show. Then from there, it goes to two CBS executives, and then they say yes or no. So can you tell us about the process of, um, like, what they ask you? Like, how did you audition? Did they, like, pretend to be excited? Yes. So (laughs) basically the guy, it was a Zoom audition. And the guy said, 
first of all, I, I, he kind of cheated a little bit because he's like, look, I am having such a hard time finding men. So he goes, I really need you to be over the top and exaggerated and as big as you and as excited as you can be because you're like, I oh my cannot- God, I'm a faggot. I can do it. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he goes, I can't find men at all. He goes, I'm having such a hard time finding men. And my roommate had just auditioned for it like a week before. So uh-huh. I was like, uh-oh. So I said, okay, so what do you want? So he goes, I want it really big. He goes, jump onto the camera and just be like, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm from such and such. He goes, I'm going to ask you what you do for a living. You tell me. He goes, don't say actor. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and then he goes, I want to know what your favorite game is. Um, he goes, have a couple of them and don't say Plinko. So, you know, so I was like, my favorite game is, you know, the mountain climber. And then I also love safe cracker. Cause I was like, mm, I better go look some of these things up. Cause I don't remember. I, know, I don't know all of them. All right. Cause I only watch it at the laundromat when it's on. Cause I, right. I just don't really, we we have a digital antenna so we can watch regular real time TV mm-hmm. when it's happening, but very rarely do we turn it on. Right. Um, oh, my earphones are about to go out. So I might have to take off the microphone here in a second. Um, but anyway, so I did that and then we had to um, go and do, uh, we had to take a COVID test and it was like an an extreme one, you know, so they were going to like, you know, get it to us fast. So we didn't hear anything. So the casting director was like, okay, well, no good news is good news. And then they texted us like at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. that night. We're like, we never got the results back. You need to come in an hour before your call time. So come in at nine because we got to retest you. So all of us came back and I got, there was this huge line and I was like, is everybody here to be retested? And they're like, no, we're, we're coming in to do our, uh, uh, it was the regular test. And so, well, I said, well, I'm here to film and test. So nobody told security. So the security was confused. So they pulled all of us out that were there to tape so we got pushed in front of everybody because we had to do the, you know, speedy test again. Right. Um, and I, my roommate had told me, when you audition, there's cameras everywhere. So they're watching you through the whole mm. process. Because usually you stand in line and you're just like in all these queues. And so they're watching to see if you're talking to people. They're seeing if you have a good personality, you know, all that sort of thing. So I was, I, there was this guy, this gay guy that I had seen when I came to the, to the test, but I mm. wasn't talking to anybody on the test because I was surrounded by crazies. And uh, really? yeah, like people that I'm like, oh, she has like 75 cats and I'm not going to talk to her. So <laughs> anyway, I, t- I, I started talking to him and then this uh, woman from Phoenix, who is actually, she runs one of the haunted houses there. That's this really huge haunted house. She's like the production manager for it. It was really interesting. Uh-huh. So anyway, we were talking and talking and talking and like they got their results like that. And then I just sat there and nothing. And then another lady got ahead of me and then another oh, one. No. And then I was like, there's no way that I'm testing positive. Well, then they called this lady who had been on the show 10 years ago and she had a shirt that said, last time I got engaged, this time I want money. Cause like her husband proposed to her on the price is right. Uh-huh. Well, she, they pulled her out and they were like, um, between one and 70 people have an inconclusive test results. And that's what you have. And we can't let you on. It wasn't negative. It wasn't positive. It was just inconclusive. So she was like, Oh, so they were like, we can try it again because her husband was in a, he was in line to go, 
I think like Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday to uh-huh. tape, but she was there to tape that Sunday. So they were like, we can try it again. And she was like, Oh, okay. You know, and she was trying to be real positive. And then they finally were like, okay, they called you. So then they lined us all up and, uh, you know, um, Ricky, pause it real quick. Cause I got to go change the headphones on this. Okay. Okay. We're on pause. Okay. So I had to pause there. I had to change headphones anyway. So then after that, we, um, we go and there's a queue on the side of the building and they said, okay, line up here and put six feet away. And, uh, the producers. Wait, so your results came back. Your results came back. Yes. And, and was I was fine. fine. I was fine. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, they I would have gotten cut. Why would it? So, take, why did it take so long? I don't know. It was. I think it was the the testing uh, people. I think that they're they homophobic. The, the homophobic. No, it was because everybody, every single person, it had to come back. But then they let the other gay guy in front of me uh, do it. The magician. He's a, a magician and mentalist. He was real funny though, because usually I think magicians are nerds, but this guy was right. hilarious. <laughs> so then they were like, "Okay, the producer's coming." Everybody stand up and we all were six feet apart. And so this producer came in with his rolling lectern. And so he just, he did another like little interview with like, hey, tell me your name. Tell me where you're from. And, you know, and then he was like, you know, he, he kind of asked us a couple of questions. And then he was like, what's your favorite game? And uh, so we were talking and, you know, he was like, how are you? And I was like, I am delightful. And, you know, and then we talked and we talked about the games we liked. And I was like, you know, my memo loved this this show so much. And, you know, she'd be so tickled if she was still alive. And uh, so after we were done, the the magician turned to me. He goes, oh, you're on this for sure. And I was like, don't jinx it. So then we had to go and we had to line up again. And we had to wait for um, the studio because everything, you know. And uh, so they let us in finally and uh so then they lined us up there's no audience per se anymore they filled it in everything's on the same floor and they just lined us up and then just put us on different sides and uh so they lined us up and said okay if your name is called take off your mask and run to you'll go to this one And this person will go this one. Oh my God, it sounds like the amazing race. <laughs> and then if you're not, then you'll come and sit over here. But there he there goes, you know, there's no audience. So you guys are going to really have to cheer for one another and holler and make noise and shout uh, uh, prices and shout, you know, numbers because they were like, you don't realize how much the audience is really um, a part of the show. A part of the show until right. you're in there and you're like, you're having to clap and like, you know, because they were like, when we're, you know, announcing like, hey, now we have, you know, um, you know, two Swiss watches, you know, and then they panned to the, you had the panda and we had to go, oh, and then they explained, you know, these are two Casio, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah, you know, valued at, you know, or whatever. And then you had to clap again. And at one point, like the first time I, I was looking at everything and I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be clapping. So the announcer was like, oh my God, Jerry, you were so funny because you were just sitting there kind of looking. And then all of a sudden it dawned on, oh, I'm supposed to be clapping. Goes, <laughs> Why does the camera got to you? And you started clapping. So um, it was fun. Um, True Carrie was so nice to everyone. Really? I was so going to ask what sweet. he was like. He was so sweet. He would call everybody by their name several times, you know, and he would, he joked with all of us. 
um, he was just so nice, so pleasant. Um, if you said something, he would say something back. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, it was just a lot of fun. And he was, he would, I just couldn't believe how nice he was. And he was so nice to everybody. And he, he was really just like talking and want to talk to us and, and like want to joke and just kind of have dialogue. It was, it was a lot of fun and it was interesting to see. And, but it, it's, it's such a machine the way everything just kind of bam, 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 bam. Cause the, the studio is not that big, right. but they, but like the wheel, like they have to, they bring it out. Well, first I was going to ask you, is it as heavy as it looks like? Yeah. They bring out this carpet and it's rolled up and they roll it out. They tape it to the floor real quick. Then they wheel the thing on, wheel the wheel on. You do the thing. Then they have to take it off. They roll the carpet back up, put it away. because Everything else <laughs> is coming out because it's not that right. big. And so then the second time they reel back, you put the carpet down again, put the cart, you know, and it's just like, it's just this machine, boom, boom, boom. So the hardest part for everyone was like, if you got called, you had to go to a certain section, you were supposed to do a little dance for the camera and then you were supposed to go to Drew. And they were like, look at the stage manager and he'll tell you where Drew is because he could have been behind you. So a lot of the times, if we got picked, we'd be like, where's Drew? And so you'd have to, you know, remember to look at the stage manager to go behind you or to the right, to the left. So uh-huh. you could go. And, you know, there's some people that were just like looking around because it just wasn't, it wasn't normal for them to look to somebody to go, where do I go? Right. So it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, I'm really excited for people to see it. Um, I'm really excited to tell people about it finally. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I, I hope people like it and I hope it doesn't get preempted. Well, yeah, that would suck if it, you know, people aren't able to see it, but well, I'm, I'm hoping, excited. It's going to be so yeah. fun. Like I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that if, if it does, like it's only the, like, like the East coast will air. And then if it's preempted for the, the West coast, at least it's aired from the East coast and it'll be somewhere right. that I can get. Cause they were like, don't ask CBS for it. We can't provide copies of it for you. We can't give you a tape of it. We can't provide a link because they just, that's not what they do. But that's right. why they told us about the guy from YouTube. Cause he, they said he, for some, he was like, for some reason, he puts every episode of Price is Right on YouTube. And what were, like, what were you wearing? Did you wear anything cool? I wore primary colors because Adam has a story about, I can't wear two primary colors together. <laughs> so I'm wearing a blue, like zip up, like pullover, red pants and yellow shoes just for Adam. Three primary. I don't colors. think I've ever heard that story before. I'm going to have to ask him to talk oh, about I'll it on the you. show. I'll tell it. Oh, I'll okay. So wait, uh, wait, wait, how long have we been recording? We have been Maybe going, we could tell it on the next show. Um, we've been going 32 minutes, but we did take that little break and I never pushed okay. stopped. All right, go ahead. So um, you do you remember did in Virginia, did you have granimals? Yes. Okay. Granimals. So yeah. Adam mom pulled out some granimals and apparently it was like red pants and a blue shirt. And Adam was like, I can't wear two primary colors together. And his mom was <laughs> like, put the damn clothes on. We're going. We gotta go. We're, and uh, Adam said, right about the time that they were going to leave, he goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And so he lifted up the toilet seat and just sat in the toilet and was like, oh, mom, I fell in the toilet. And Lisa was like, God damn it, Adam. 
<laughs> so he got to change his pants because he <laughs> fell in the toilet. Oh my god! Because he couldn't wear two primary colors together. That like, why is that even a rule? That's not a rule. That, like, not like, a, that's it, like that's like crazy kid rule. It was that's a gay old, kid rule. It was like three or four year old Adam's rule. <laughs> oh, could you imagine him at that age? The way he is now, though. Woo, <laughs> 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 poor Lisa. <laughs> poor I'm, Aunt Nicole. <laughs> Tell, I'm telling my mother. That was he said his favorite thing to say. I'm telling my mother. <laughs> oh, I miss him. I was hoping he was going to be on today. Um, I know. Uh, George said he wasn't feeling well. So. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so let's end the show, and then we'll come back, and I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about on the next show, but right. you know, I haven't been on in a long time. I know. Feels all weird, right. but all right. So this is Ricky. This is Jerry. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.